It's Northern Rhode Island's most popular celebration for over 30 years. It's Autumn Fest. This is Kara Benjamin from your Allstate Insurance Office at 125 Eddie Dolling Highway across from Dolling Village in North Smithfield. Saluting the volunteers of the Autumn Fest Committee working to put together this wonderful event. Come on down to Autumn Fest this weekend and enjoy the parade on Monday, the food, live entertainment, midway rides, arts and crafts, and so much more. It's truly a family event. And remember, when you need auto, home, or life insurance quotes, call us at 765-5000. We work closely with our clients in Allstate to solve your insurance needs. And good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Upfront program for uh, today. So, uh, Christopher Boulay, you might be wondering, why didn't I play the Upfront intro, right? Um, because I uh, screwed up the computer. <laughs> so that's a good reason for it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Thursday morning. It's a uh, daily uh, program. Sometimes uh, Dick Bouchard does it on Mondays and uh, John Brian on Fridays and um on uh, Thursdays, we are uh, joined by Chris Boulay, and uh, he is a uh, socket guy who um, is in the financial uh, planning business, financial advisor, but we also uh, have him as co-commentator on the program, and he is in studio with us right now. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing over there? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. And my Apple phone says it is October 7th, 2021, and you got all the way to October before you made a mistake on the radio. Ah, good. What was that? The, the mistake that you just made not playing the entry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? I can, I can fix that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I just feel so uncomfortable um, without um, playing it that I'm going to actually uh, see if I can cue it up right now. So you will uh, bear with me, won't, won't you? Uh, let me see. Um, let's see. I do this. While I'm uh, getting ready to do the intro, I want to remind you that our telephone number is uh, 769-0600, 766-1380. You're welcome to uh, call us and um, participate in the program or uh, send us an email. And that would be uh, upfront at WNRI.com. It's that simple. And um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I still can't find it anyway. So let's get into um, into the program and uh, say uh, hello. And so uh, it seems like it's been a while since I've uh, chatted with you, uh, being on my little uh, train adventure and things like that. But um, nice to uh, be back in the studio with you again, back in the saddle again. Yes, it is terrific to be here. And there was a city council meeting on Monday night. Yes. And so I was not here Tuesday. I heard uh, Miss Gonzalez, very well-spoken. Isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's a, a real asset to the city council and uh, very thoughtful. So I, I did hear the replay. I didn't hear it live, but uh, mm -hmm. she uh, she's, sounds very thoughtful and very uh, a good, a good um, hire by the uh, voters of Woonsocket. Yeah, I think so. Um, so. Switching over to the issue of the day is the, the debt ceiling, uh, which looks like the... Republicans and Democrats have agreed to, so the stock futures are up around 300 points. And I always see the debt ceiling when it comes up as just an opportunity for the Democrats to blame, uh, to blame the Republicans and vice versa. But it's going to get settled one way or another, and each one is looking to have leverage over their plan. So, you know, we've got a, a close to approaching a $30 trillion uh, debt. Uh, as a country, we probably have about a $24 trillion economy, and that one-for-one -one ratio that I often talk about, as many economists talk about, is getting away from us. And the Democrats want to spend a ridiculous amount of money, I think like $3.5 trillion, and as the city went sock, it's down to uh, fixing sidewalks. The money that's already there is so limited, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but we can get into the details of that. But right now, it looks like they go out going to kick the can down the road till at least December, and the market's like that because, obviously, the best credit in the world, the United States of America, if we default on that, that that's problematic. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, do you think the American general public um, understands um, debt ceiling and kicking the can down the road? Uh, you could ask me if I understand it. Um, I bet you do. I bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a topic that we shouldn't bring up on the program, uh, but uh, when we bring it up, um, I think we uh, we need to put it in 
layman's terms uh, so that we understand it now. You didn't mention that as far as the markets are concerned, uh, the business that you're in, uh, this is not bad news. It's something that, uh, uh, that's, uh, I guess, uh, helps of investors. But I don't know what it means for somebody who, uh, let's say, is on Social Security or somebody who's uh, driving the Amazon truck and so forth. Well, let's start with the basics. I am a financial advisor, but I'm also a closet lawyer. I love the Constitution. And the Constitution gives Congress the ability to uh, levy taxes since 1913, basically, and also overseeing the spending of uh, of the United States government. So probably, I think off the top of my head, I think it may have been around the Reagan years where they put in uh, ceilings where, okay, the debt can't go here other than the fact that Congress has to decide that it's going to go up. So, you know, we can go back, and I think probably 20 years ago, the debt was probably about $8 trillion. Now we're at $28 trillion. It's increasing. So Congress has to agree every so often to raise the debt ceiling to make sure that you can borrow. It's like a credit card, and you have a, a credit limit. Well, you know, the credit limit is $1,000, and you have $950 on it, and you go to the bank and say, oh, yeah, you know, you're very credit worthy. We're going to make it $1,500. So now somebody goes to that level and so on and so forth. So in layman's term, it's a credit card limit that Congress has. Mm. And obviously, things have to be purchased. We're going to talk about inflation and the effects of that later on in the show. So that's what it really does. But we have an evenly divided Congress. So this is the opportunity that they're each going to get um, pointers for the voters as we come to the midterm elections and say, those damn Democrats, they're trying to spend this to oblivion. And then the Democrats are saying, those damn Republicans, all they care about is the rich people and they don't care about the average worker, federal worker who's not going to get paid or the average Social Security recipient is not going to get money. So it, it becomes a peeing contest all the time. But I think it starts a dialogue which nobody will want to handle but it starts a uh, national dialogue is how much debt can we handle and I've said it a thousand times and I'm, not, I'm a um, I'm a pseudo-economist too but I'm not a real economist but that one-for-one -one ratio is getting away from us and that's really what it comes down to. I've used Italy as an example where their ratio is 300%. They have national debt three times the GDP. Japan, you know, very uh, industrious uh, country, but they have an aging problem worse than us, and they have 295% debt to, to, to equity, basically, to what they produce. And the United States, for a long, long time, has been one-to-one, -one, and that's actually being challenged now. So I like this, that we're having a conversation. How we're going to fix it is, is, uh, is anyone's guess. Is it fixable? No, because nobody's got the political capital. Mm -hmm. Really, what it comes down to is during the Clinton administration, the Social Security Trust Fund was, was taken away. So there is no money put aside for the trust fund. It's, it's basically phantom. It is a um, Ponzi scheme, as, as uh, Laughlin said, and he, he lost to uh, Sicily on that. It is a Ponzi scheme. The money's not there. So you've got Social Security. You've got an aging population. You've got Medicare and other entitlements. And that eats up a tremendous amount of the budget. So right off the get-go, when you're doing your family budget, you know, say you got a mortgage, you got this, you got that. A lot of that stuff is already set in there. So when you look at the national budget, so much of it is, is going to be is out of control and it's going to get worse as the population ages. So when the Democrats talk about, you know, Medicaid for all, Medicare for all, you know, now you're adding another, you know, twenty trillion dollars to that number. So I don't think it's really fixable because anyone who's got the right answer to fix it is not going to be elected president of the United States. Well, uh, with so many members of Congress in the House and so many in the Senate, we add them all up, it's over five hundred. I'm just wondering how many of them really have a grasp financially of what they're doing uh, as a body and individually. I know there are some that do, but I'm not quite sure. It's I think it's well under the majority. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, 535 of them, and the the ones who know and, and have some kind of clue, they're they're really powerless because if you're David Cicilline or you're Sheldon Whitehouse, what do you really want to do to get reelected? You want to come back to Rhode Island and say, look. 
I just brought $1.5 billion to the state. Look how great I am. Re-elect me. And there's no consequences of that money. It's not coming out of their pocket, and it's actually construct money. We're not even using tax money to pay for the stuff. We're, we're pr- using a printing press, and that's why the argument about raising taxes is, is uh, a solid one. Why raise taxes on higher-income people when you're not even using that money to balance the budget? You're just printing money. So does those taxes even matter? Welcome to the Upfront program on WNRI. And we have some callers uh, waiting to uh, chat with us. And we certainly have one heady topic uh, already on the, uh, on the boards this morning. But you can bring up something else if you care to do so. So let's press a few buttons and say hello to you and ask uh, what topic would you like to discuss. Yes, I'd like to discuss uh, the president's uh, attempt to uh, uh, notify the IRS of any... Uh, withdrawals from bank accounts. <laughs> hey, we're prepared for your $600. call. $600. We're prepared for your call. We're just going to get that as the next topic. So, Chris, uh, why don't you inform this guy where well, we're headed? Well, right I, I really don't appreciate you looking at my notes like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was actually a, a one of the topics we we're going to talk about. So, right. Jeff Gamash has been great with this. He actually showed me the letter from Dean Bank that they put out, which is interesting. And he also sent a letter to Sheldon Whitehouse and he gave me a copy of it this morning, so I thank Jeff for doing all that. So, what? There is a tax gap. So, and they can pretty much figure it out in the aggregate saying that what people actually make and, and what they're paying, there's a gap. And, you know, White House does say something intelligent in Mr. Gamash, is led to Mr. Gamash, is that there is a trillion dollar tax gap. So what they're trying to do is get their finger on the individual people even greater in saying that any transaction uh, over $600 has to be reported to the IRS. So if you think about it, if you're a W-2 employee like I am, um, they, they have my information from directly from my employee before I even provide it. So I make X amount of dollars, I pay fate. Uh, state and federal taxes and TDI and all that good stuff, and they've already got all that information. So now what they're looking to do is to take that to another level and start reporting you know, tr- transactions uh, uh, over $600. Well, if you have transactions over $600, that, that it doesn't imply that you're a rich person. So they're trying to get everybody. So the banks obviously don't want that. And the one thing that the progressives and the Democrats forget is they like to say that many poor people are underbanked. So I think our last week discussion, we were talking about banks being built in Woonsocket and so on and so forth. But what's happening is they're saying that the bottom 15 or 20% of income earners in America are basically underserved in the banking system. Now what you're going to do, you're going to exacerbate the situation by making them not want to bank. So if, if you're, you're going to create a, ca- a more cash society and people are going to say the hell with the banks, the IRS is going to be reporting on everything. So it, it's, it's a bad idea. It's going to hurt uh, uh, poorer people, the less fortunate. And just like every other progressive policy that seems to happen is they don't think these things through. But so I think it's a bad idea. I, you know, I see what the... Um, what White House is saying in his response to Jeff, it's true, there, uh, there's a tax gap, but at the end of the day, it's going to hurt uh, the most vulnerable Americans. But is that bad idea going to pass the, general, the, uh, the Congress? I, I, I think it's gotten the mo- most attention. So when there are, there are public policy um, organizations like the Brookings Institute and what have you, they've got people who are reading this stuff ahead of time. Unlike Nancy Pelosi, they don't want it passed and then read it and figure out what's in it. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure. And uh, for them not to do it. And the unintended consequences, what I just said, the underbanked are going to increase even more and more. And it's going to strain the banking system. And then in two years, if it gets passed, um, the oversight committee will be having discussions about what happened to the banking system. And because people are pulling their money out. So I, I think it's a terrible idea. I, I think, Chris, too, the, uh, I'm, I'm going to approach this from another angle. Um, why would would even the thought of that much money uh, 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 being taken out of your account uh, draw the attention of the IRS? 
what what are they what's behind this in other words uh if i want to take a thousand dollars a week out of my bank account put it in my house okay uh is that illegal it's not illegal but what was brought up is they have an index for inflation. If you go to the bank and you deposit $50,000 in cash, um, that bank has to report it because it's over $10,000. It's been $10,000, I think, since the late 70s, early 80s. But what they're trying to do is, okay, you take out you know, uh, $800 and you pay the repayment in cash. That's what they're trying to prevent. And But, uh-huh. but you know, again, as I, as I said, it, it's... There are unintended consequences that they haven't thought about, and I don't see any of those unintended consequences being addressed in uh, the letter to Jeff from Senator Whitehouse. We have to and move also, on, sir. Chris, one other quick question, Chris. The people, uh, the another reason that they might want to be interested in these, this number is because maybe a lot of people are taking money out of their bank accounts and putting it in other places. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's very, very true. And the the the, the disadvantage of having a cashless society is everything can be traced. Right. Right. Some, sometimes I mean, people they, find that people, out firsthand. <laughs> right. People say to themselves, "Now I'm getting one percent interest on my money in the bank. I might as well take, and then I got to pay taxes on that one percent at the end of the year. So I'm not, I'm not making anything by keeping my money in the bank. So they they might want to just uh, have access to their money uh, immediately and maybe just keep it in their house. No, that is a fantastic point. And what you've what you've identified is is a key issue is that there really is no financial penalty for having cash versus having it in the bank. You know, there are they're paying, you know, 1% is actually a terrific rate for the most part in the banks. They're paying, I'm saying CDs come across my desk at 0.5% for three or four years. So the penalty of actually having cash is is uh, not that great, and you identify an excellent point. We always appreciate yes. your call, and I just wish you wouldn't be looking at my notes every week like that. <laughs> I can't help it, Chris. We always appreciate your calls. You, you give us a lot of great thoughts to think about. We are on the Upfront program and go Going to another telephone call. Hello, what do you have on your mind today? Well, first I'd like to make a, a question about the car subject, then I have an important statement that I want to make. And the question is, I heard, I'm trying to verify, that the government brings in ten times what the debt service is, and the debt service by law has to be paid first. Therefore, if the amount that we have, the um, debt ceiling was not raised, we would not default on our loan payments. Is that a true statement? Well, it's yes and no, because the money is really fungible. And fortunately, taking the discussion we just had, interest rates are so low that the debt servicing is, is relatively low compared to where it could be. What they're talking about is the government employees would not be paid, Social Security checks would not go out. So... Eventually, you're going to have a default. So I, I, I think it's semantics to say that the interest is being paid first because it's getting to be a bigger and bigger pot. But it's all kind of fungible money. So technically, there, there would be a default. Okay. Now, my statement is they're talking about the FBI enforcing violent actions against school teachers if you're, or if you're you know, at the school committee and stuff like that, right? And I was watching a lady from the federal government on TV yesterday, and she's saying, well, we would only uh, intervene if there was an act of violence. We're not trying to chill free speech or spirited conversation. But remember something. A lot of these school teachers and a lot of these teachers unions are pushing very liberal ideas like critical race theory. And they have stated more than once, more than once, that words that hurt their feelings they don't i.e. they don't agree with are an act of violence so how can you say you're not going to curb free speech when the people you're going into against are saying your speech is violence well, you, again, again, I don't like another call looking at my notes again, but you, you picked up another point that obviously I'm being facetious, but you picked up another point I was talking about or going to talk about is 
the FBI is looking to potentially do what you're saying, but it's okay if uh, radicals try to burn down a federal courthouse and they get away with it. So the, the, the government is picking and choosing what issues they want. So there's no question that you are correct, in my personal opinion, that the government is trying to silence free speech. There's this thing going around, and I was joking about it at dinner the other night, it's called My Truth. So people in... in, in uh, in corporate America or in public are having the ability to say, this is my truth. So you said something that was innocuous. However, um, I take it a certain way, so that's my truth, that it was violence against me. And I think that's where you're going with it. And that kind of thinking is perverse. And I, I agree with you 100% that the government is, is trying to cramp down on, on free speech. No question. I have every belief in my heart of hearts that the FBI would willingly go and take and arrest someone for saying the wrong thing whether they, and calling it violence because I've seen in meetings where they had a meeting, it's on TV we're having a meeting, it's going on until 8 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock everybody's saying stuff we don't like we're shutting the meeting down, get out or you'll be arrested and people say no, no we're going to stay at the meeting till 8 o'clock you're going to hear us and they grabbed them and they arrested them. And the only thing they they, they did is, we didn't leave because you said we had till eight, and we spoke our minds and you had us arrested. And you said we were trespassing because you decided all of a sudden the meeting called. Well, let's let's well, yeah let's let's find, let's as we as we wrap up let's tie the issue that we just talked about about tracking the six hundred dollars in the banking system to your issue with, with the FBI and let's bring them to a closure and bring them together. The FBI actually looked at everyone's bank records. They subpoenaed all of the major banks and they wanted to see who had financial transactions in Washington on, on January 6th, which I think is obviously a violation of our, of our rights in the Fourth Amendment. So you bring up very good points. We, the only thing we can hope for, and I think we always come back to this, is we hope for a, a 2022 landslide for the Republicans. Thanks for the call. You always bring up great points. Thank you. You are on the upfront program on WNRI. We're going to take a little bit of a break because, um, because we need to make a living here. Uh, first thing is um, we want to thank River Falls Restaurant for being one of our sponsors of Autumn Fest this weekend. Of course, River Falls will be open Saturday and Sunday and closed on Mondays. River Falls, Northern Rhode Island's premier steak, seafood, and pasta restaurant welcomes you to check out their midweek specials. 12 buck Tuesday, any burger and a glass of draft beer, $12. Dinner for two on Wednesdays. Two choices of super salad, two entrees, two desserts, and a bottle of wine or a pitcher of sangria. Just $39. And on Thursday, all-you-can-eat shrimp served from 4 to 9 p.m., $15.99. River Falls, Woonsocket at 7 South Main Street. Matthew and Nelv invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769 the husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Benelli Amusements are back again for Northern Rhode Island's largest family festival, Autumn Fest, this weekend. Take the family and bring your friends to enjoy rides on the Grand Midway with even more exciting rides than ever. Friday night, $25 wristband, 6 to 10 p.m. Ride continually for four hours for one price. Enjoy your Autumn Fest this weekend with Benelli Amusements. Safety inspections are performed daily. This message is from Chan's. 
Thank you for voting Chan's Best Chinese Restaurant and Entertainment in the Calls Reader's Choice. Chan's is open every day at 3 p.m. for dine-in, takeout, entertainment, and an intimate cocktail in our Horseshoe Bar Lounge. Call Chan's today for the best in Chinese food at 765-1900. And congratulations to our good friend Jennifer Jolliker, Grand Marshal 2021 Autumn Fest. A well-deserved honor. Chan's Open Autumn Fest Weekend. Medicare's annual enrollment period is almost here, October 15th to December 7th, when people can select or make changes to their Medicare coverage for the year ahead. The need for clear information on Medicare is great and growing as more than 10,000 Americans turn 65 each day. You should be aware of your options and what different Medicare plans can offer. We have the answers here at Oak Street Health in Woonsocket. You may be enrolling in Medicare for the first time. You may be looking to change your coverage during the Medicare annual enrollment period. You may be helping a loved one with their Medicare decisions. No matter what your situation, this is an opportunity to explore your options with Oak Street Health, located right here in Woonsocket on Diamond Hill Road. Call now at 420-7662. Talk with us and receive primary care right here in Woonsocket. The number again, 401-420-7662. And don't forget to stop by our booth at Autumn Fest this weekend. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Back to the panel. And the panel is Roger. The panel is Chris. And the panel is you, too. Uh, we have some callers waiting on another topic uh, for uh, consideration. Just uh, to follow up, uh, Jeff had shared this letter with me from Sheldon Whitehouse, and I just saw it this morning, so I got the chance to read it again. And uh, what he says, talking about you know the tax gap, he says, but what I do think, having high-end earners pay half of what is owed compared to wage earners is unacceptable. And he talks about the Biden administration, and this has received attention, but I think it's worth noting is that Joe Biden used to brag about being the poorest person in Congress, you know, had little to no net worth. And then he signed a $13 million book deal uh, after he left the White House as vice president, and he used a very questionable tax strategy where he avoided about half a million dollars in the Obama tax. So... He didn't name him by name, but I think Sheldon Whitehouse meant people like Joe Biden, who are tax cheats, who uh, avoid paying $500,000 of Medicare tax by using very dubious tax strategies. So um, he doesn't name Biden directly here, but I think he means people like that. All right. We have a couple of emails to acknowledge, and then we'll uh, get to uh, some phone calls. So uh, the next uh, gentleman says, or woman, don't know which, doesn't make any difference. Uh, Chris, does the Fourth Amendment apply to financial privacy as well? No warrant need to see my private financial affairs. Does that tie into the Fourth Amendment? Um, you know, again, I, I uh, love being a financial advisor and I love hanging around with lawyers and learning things about the Constitution. So you're, you're getting an opinion from a non-attorney. But it's unlawful search and seizure, and it was put in there by the founding fathers for a good reason. And I think for somebody to get your tax records uh, inadvertently for no reason, I, I think is very dubious. And I would love to go before the Supreme Court and argue that, but I'm not a lawyer. I, I think uh, it, it does apply in many cases, unlawful search and seizure. And our next emailer uh, says, uh, and it's a she, good morning, gentlemen. I have a question for Chris, uh, you mentioned that the aging American population will be an issue down the road regarding the debt ceiling. Please share your opinion on how thousands of illegals parading into our country may affect us. In my opinion, it always is the hardworking taxpayer who gets the shaft. Sandra. Well, if those people are actually in the country illegally and they're not adding to society and they're not paying taxes that's clearly going to, to be an issue so if they're you know not paying into taxes and they're using our health care system then that's going to be a drain right now and the numbers getting bigger i think when i started talking about this the percentage of america spending its gross domestic product on health care was about 16 percent 
So Warren Buffett would comment, it costs us, and this wasn't that long ago, that it was 16% of our GDP, so we have an 8% disadvantage to the rest of the world because they spend 8% approximately of their GDP on, on health care. That number is over 20% now. So one out of every $5 in America is being spent on health care. So if you're bringing illegal aliens who are not contributing to society, then that's a problem. And it was brought to my attention that there are other countries where you have to pay in order to become a citizen. I think Canada is one of them. There are many European countries where you've got to pay a million dollars if you want to be a citizen. We're the only country in the world that brings people and lets them come across for free and then pays them. And can you blame them? This is the greatest country in the world. And I think about that every single day, how fortunate myself, my loved ones uh, live in the United States. So, hell yeah, if I was in Mexico and I could get across, but hopefully I would get, you know, work and get a job. There's no reason why people wouldn't want to come to America. And we can't have six billion people in America. We c- just can't do it. If I live in El Salvador right now, I'm on the road up north. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go uh, to uh, Wonderland. And doesn't, and doesn't it stink when we, we have people uh, like the, the um, congresswoman from the 14th district of, uh, of Minnesota saying, you know, living the American dream and, and hating on America. Uh, it's just it's just awful. With 435 reps and U.S. senators, you have to have a few morons in there. I mean, you can't expect them all to be all to be uh, uh, intelligent. We have some phone calls. Let's um, go and uh, see what you have on your mind on this uh, Thursday. Hello there. Good morning. Um, thanks for taking my call. Sure. First of all, I want to wish Jr. and Helen a very very happy anniversary. Thank you. And um, as far as uh, that $600 they're going to have to report every time you do something with your bank account. That's the dumbest thing ever. That takes almost, that will take everybody in the country. Because even people caught in an old age check, I think, make at least $600. That, that's a, and they're going to, he's going to hire, what is it, 80,000 IRS agents? I mean, this is, He's too much. Let me ask. Um, it, let me ask Chris a question. Is that money into the account or taken out of the account? I, I, it's, to me, it's transactions over six hundred dollars. So when it, I pay my mortgage, which is over six hundred dollars, that would be counted. All right, yeah, fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that that money is already being re- recorded because you're you're getting an interest statement mm-hmm. that you're going to be using to, to write off your interest. Oh. So it's so it's the, it's the other transactions. It's a double report. Yeah, it's it's, it's a double report, and it, it depends if people really want to put up with this. I go back to my original point: eighty million Americans. I think that number is pretty damn accurate. Voted for Biden. Did they? Ex- is this what they really wanted? So. And we, we've got inflation, which we'll be talking about. We've got borders that are that are that are porous. We, uh, we've got an Afghanistan issue. On and on and on and on and on within a year. And you corrected me the other day. I lost track of time. I was saying that the president was in for about a year and a half. It hasn't even been a, a year yet. It's been a di- it's been a disaster. And I appreciate you pointing that out. It's been awful. So let's see in 2022 if people really want this. And one more quick comment. Sure. Um, it's, he said, uh, they, well, I guess they're going to pass something so the federal employees will get paid. But Biden said if they don't pass something else, it'll hold up Social Security checks. That's stupid because if they can pass something so the federal employees get paid, they can also pass uh, something to say the people get their Social Security checks. Enough is enough with this cuckoo clock, and as far as I'm concerned... They ought to be working on getting rid of him. And if Camilla comes in, they don't like her, get rid of her. And the same thing if it's Pelosi. And we'll set a record that we've gotten rid of, uh, what, one, two, three, three presidents in one term. Enough is enough. People can't take anymore. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see if people are motivated. You know, many times with a, with a talk show like this, it's, it's an echo chamber because we all kind of feel the same way. It's very difficult to get all the people to, to, to take the other side. But, but I can tell you, 
um, th there is a tax gap. There's, there's just no question that the Democrats are right about this. There is a there is a tax gap, and if we hired eighty thousand IRS agents, as much as we don't like it, it will they will pay for themselves twenty times over. So th there's never been a lower percentage of auditing right now, and we've got a president of the United States who actually che basically cheated on his taxes and got away with it, and they're after the guy who's not in the office. So. I, I, as I try to keep an open mind, but these policies are really hurting America, and I think we agree, and hopefully we can get the other side of the story and we can debate them. Thank you so much for the call. We always appreciate your input. Oh, one, uh, one more. The you betcha. Are together that are going to help Texas at the border. Maybe they could uh, convince their residents to do something. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Much. Thank you Thank very you. much. The Upfront program continues with another phone call. Hello? What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, there's 65,000 Haitians that are heading towards the border, but that's okay. Uh, I have a question for you, Chris. Hopefully I have an answer. Regarding, regarding the $600 uh, that the federal government wants to check up on, what, right now, what is it now? So you, how much money can you move? Is, is this well, this is cash. So if you, um, and it's never been indexed for inflation. I think it goes back to the 80s. If, if you go down to, uh, to uh, Citizens Bank and you try to deposit, you know, $10,000, uh, you they have to report it. Mark. Conversely, if you go on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and put in $9,750, they're going to report that to a suspicious activity. So it's $10,000 right now of cash being deposited into a bank. All right. Is this, uh, can a bank, let me rephrase, can a bank arbitrarily uh, have their customers uh, or report their customers? to the federal government, to the IRS, for $600 or more? Well, let me, let me uh, rephrase the question and make sure I answer it correctly. As, as in the bank, and I, and I, and I work for the, the world's, you know, one of the world's largest banks, we have a fiduciary responsibility to report any suspicious activity. So, therefore, using my example I just gave, if you, you know, go into XYZ Bank and you put in $950 on a, on a Monday through Friday basis to get under the $10,000, that is obviously suspicious activity. And if the banking did not report that, they're actually being, uh, to me, they're violating their, their um, obligation to, to the banking system and, and to the American well, laws. Just for your own information, my son received a letter from his bank. I can name it, uh, Citibank, stating they're going to be proactive in assisting the government and starting, I think he said next month, they're going to be doing the uh, $600. Yeah, well, yeah, and then I what... Then what then, to bring that up. Yeah, then what happens... What happens is, are they are they going to be the trailblazer that takes arrows, or is it going to be you know everyone else to, to do it? You know, banks can be very very difficult. J J P Morgan Bank um, really did well during the credit crisis because they cut off lines of credit for people who were actually paying because they saw it was a bad industry. The the Bank of America and other banks were reporting information to the FBI. Um, on the on all the financial transactions that happening in Washington D.C. during uh, January 6th of 2021, so they they they're going to err on the side of caution. But if they're going to do it, um, you know, proactively, the question becomes: Will all the other banks follow? Well, I just wanted to make that, you know, let you know about that. You can check it out if you'd like. Yeah, but, but, but again, you know, everyone, you know, I am a vice president of a bank. You know, I work for UBS. We all have a responsibility to look for activity that, that is suspicious. So what the, what, a, what the country brings down is down to $600. You know, that's the law and has to be followed. Do Americans want that? And I think the overwhelming people do not want that. And then it's up to them to vote for a government that basically reflects their, you know, their viewpoints and what they see as, as important. So nobody has changed their mind based on, you know, every, every bank has to report suspicious activity, $10,000 and above, or, or the example well, I just gave. But if they're doing it, um, I'd be surprised if the other banks just don't follow suit. Uh, one, final, uh, one final thing that's interesting. Uh, there's a little Sunoco gas station down the, down the road from my house in Harrisville. 
and we stopped for gas yesterday with this a sign. Uh, no trucking, uh, no truck drivers available out of gas. Uh, I'm sorry, no, no truck drivers. Yeah, say that again, though. No, on it says labor shortage, no truck drivers available out of gas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you... Get any gasoline. It's a Sunoco right here in Harrisville, so I don't know if that's coming attractions for the state of Rhode Island or not, but... Well, I, I, again, it's, it's the Democratic policies, and one of the things I can kind of jump to is Dan McKee puts out a plan to help out smaller companies, you know, deal with, with the, the COVID, and, you know, a lot of them are helping out restaurants, but it was the Democratic policies of paying people to stay home, which exacerbated the restaurants anyway. I guess Siena, they've closed their province location permanently, and East Greenwich and Smithfield have cut hours because they can't get people to show up. So here's, and this is not something that you and I, Roger, couldn't have gone and figured out in four minutes with a cup of coffee and saying, paying people to stay home is probably not a good idea for the economy, and it's going to hurt small businesses. So you've got people like Dan McKee who are accepting the $300 instead of the Republican governors are saying this isn't good for our state, and then you have businesses that can't hire people. Therefore, what are you going to do? You're going to pump in more money to help them out for the unintended consequences that you did over here. It's, it's a disaster. It absolutely is, and I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about inflation. Uh, we'll take some more phone calls first, but we're going to touch upon that. I have a modest proposal. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. All right, we're going to do one more call, and then uh, we have to take a commercial break. But we're not going to make this person wait any longer. What do you want to talk about today on the FM program? Good morning, guys. So, Chris, I think you and I were discussing something, and we ran out of time. And last a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I've been a little busy in the mornings. But So, we were talking about hypocrisy with people, right? People like millionaires who want more affordable housing, right? you recall that discussion? Absolutely. Okay, so here's my deal with that, right? And by the way, Chris, you said no one from the other side calls. I call with other side perspectives, don't I, ever? Yeah, but you're, you're too logical. I, I, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're kind of, you're, you're, I think you're more of a moderate right, than a, a progressive. Moderate, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but but go throw it out as we love it. It yeah. makes for good radio, and, and we don't have all the answers. Go right ahead. I appreciate the compliment. So here, here's my deal with that. So let's take hypocrisy or phoniness, right? You take a guy like Sheldon Whitehouse who will, and I don't know if he said this, but a guy like Sheldon Whitehouse or Seth Magazine, they're going to say, hey, we want more affordable housing, affordable housing. We're going to flood the zone with affordable housing, and everything's going to get better. But they live in multi-million dollar, uh, gigantic carbon footprints of dwellings, right? So there's a hypocrisy there. You'd agree with that, right? Yes. Okay. So... I look at it like with climate change. You take like, we talk about one percenters. We always apply one percenters to income earners. But take like Al Gore or John Kerry. They're one percenters when it comes to carbon output. I mean, you guys do irreversible damage to the climate every single day, way more than I'll ever do in my life. They probably do more in a year than I'll do in my life, right? Here's my, here's my issue with that. And of pointing that out, here's the deal. I still believe if we if we shine bright spotlights on them, that's good, right? Show them for what they are, the hypocrites that they are. I think I'm totally on board with that. But I think we need to pair that with saying, hey, but you know what? Let's still do our part. You know what I mean? We can we can support something like affordable housing, or we can support something like a carbon tax, and we can also shine bright spotlights on the John Kerry's of the world or the Sheldon Whitehouses of the world. That's what I don't see from people. I see, like, a lot. Guys like Greg Gutfeld. Love Greg Gutfeld. But, I mean, he's the type of guy who will shine bright spotlights on people who are complete hypocrites. But he never, like, follows up and says, hey, but you know what? You can still ride a bike to work. That's fine. I think I feel like almost the the attitude is, hey, well, you know what? They do it, so why don't I just do it? I'll, you know what I mean? That's, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. One One percent... And you, let me talk about that point that you bring up, and let's kind of drill down. In, in, in order to be the 1% income earner in Rhode Island, you only have to make about $700,000. So we're not, we're not talking about those people. But you're probably familiar with the Google Climate, uh, Summit, climate, uh, climate Summit that they had. Excuse me. They had, they had 114 private jets there. So these people were meeting in Italy, many of them from, from Silicon Valley, and... They, they met to talk about how to save the, the earth from the terrible people who are polluting everything. And there were 114 private jets. Now, if that isn't the height of hypocrisy, I don't know what is. 
It is 100%. And like I said, we should shine bright spotlights and take out billboards and be like, hey, look, at I, I do. But I think I don't think there's anything wrong with, again, pairing it with, hey, you know what? John Kerry is a carbon polluting beast, you know, but we can still. But do you agree, though, that we should still promote a lifestyle that's like environmentally responsible? And I know I know I think yeah, you guys well, are. Well, I yes. Think you guys oh, yes. Yeah, but let me sometimes the messenger and the message can be combined. So I, I think, yes. Do we want to have a cleaner planet? Yes. I, I actually drive a big SUV. I'm paying $90 a gallon, uh, $90, $90 a, a week at least in uh, gasoline. General Motors is going to come out with a new electric SUV. I'm going to seriously consider it. And, I, and, and by 2030, if I still love General Motors like I love now, I'll have no choice because 100% of their vehicles are going to be electric. Anyway. So, so, yes, the message is there, but the people who are delivering the messages, the Nancy Pelosi's who want illegal immigrants but has, you know, a man- mega mansion surrounded by gods and, and fences, that's a problem. And uh, that's kind of my point. Thank you. I, I know, I, and I do agree with you. But all right, guys, thank you very much for the time. We always appreciate your we call. Appreciate thank it. you. You're on the Upfront Program. It's our Thursday edition. Christopher Boulay, Roger Bouchard. And we'll be back. If you want to call us, you're welcome. 7690600. If you want to email us, you're welcome. Upfront at WNRI.com. Autumn Fest is this weekend. One of our sponsors for Autumn Fest is one of our sponsors right here on the uh, Upfront Program. And that's passed down in time, that new antique store. They're not so new anymore on Main Street. Step back in time at Pass Down in Time Antiques and Collectibles. One socket's newest antiques store. From vintage to mid-century, from rustic to Victorian, you're sure to find items that will bring back wonderful memories, like wood crates, tens, viewmasters, books, and small furniture. Pass down in time, located across from City Hall on Main Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pass down in time, where antiques of yesteryear reveal their stories today. All right, thank you. You know, Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery is open this Autumn Fest uh, weekend. And uh, our hours on Saturday are uh, 8 to 7, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 9 to 6. And Mondays, a holiday, Columbus Day, will be open. And we'll be open from 8 until 4. And we have some uh, Columbus Day menu items. And I'm going to name one and then explain. I'm going to name them all and then explain one we have pumpkin roll we have pumpkin uh, cheesecake tarts we have uh, great pumpkin cupcakes and pumpkin muffins and pumpkin pie and slices but our pumpkin roll is pumpkin spice sponge cake rolled with a light cream cheese filling and it's available now right there at rice dairy farm and uh, Wright's bakery right here in um North Smithfield, I hope you'll stop by and uh, and visit with them. Uh, their newsletter for the month of October is out, and uh, they are hiring. They're hiring pastry finishes and cake decorators, retail store managers, retail store staff, bakery production staff, and dishwashers, too. So you can apply now right there at Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery, 200 Woonsocket Hill Road, North Smithfield. We have another advertisement from our friends at Champs Liquors for Keyway, and then we'll be back. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. 
Hi, my name is Kim Garno, and I'm a Reiki master practitioner and owner of Kiem Healing. Reiki comes from two words, Rei, meaning God's wisdom, and Ki, meaning life force energy. By unblocking poor circulation flow, your body's energy can flow as it should. Reiki provides healing energy in a natural, holistic way through light massage. Reiki relieves anxiety and stress, fosters a better night's sleep, relaxes sore muscles, balances the body's energy, and adapts to your individual needs. Reiki is recognized by major hospitals throughout the United States for promoting healing. Call for an appointment at 401-769-0438. We are located at 86 Bellingham Street in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Blessings to you and good health. Call Kim at KM Healing for your consultation or appointment at 769-0438. And Kim will be at our WNRI broadcast booth on Saturday if you'd like to meet her from 3 until 6. And uh, she'll um, also uh, be with us on, on Monday, the holiday, at the broadcast booth from 2 until 6. Kim Gano. And she'll be uh, asking people to sign up for those uh, nice K's gift cards that we'll be awarding. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hey, Chris, time is catching up with us. What do you want to talk about? Well, quickly, I want to have a shout-out to Mike Montecavo from WPRI. I was at the uh, Walk to End Alzheimer's on Sunday in Roger Williams Park, and I ran into him. And he comes up to Northern Island every Thursday, and uh, he says he listens in every Thursday to us. And I wanted to uh, thank him and uh, have a shout-out to him. He has family up here, right? He, he, well, he does. He's from Woonsocket originally. So, uh, Mike, uh, thank you for... Uh, for um, listening to WNRI, and it's always a pleasure. He worked here at WNRI probably longer than he would like to admit, so we won't even go into that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, Mike Montecavo from Channel 12. All right, so you were um, uh, you were you know hobnobbing with the with the big big time guys, huh? Yes, I'm, I'm, I was on the board with him at the Greater Providence YMCA. Great guy. It was just so interesting to watch so many people walk up to him, and he knew all their names. Uh, very impressive guy. Very uh, very likable guy. So, I also quickly want to mention just because we recognize. An organization, a company, doesn't mean they're, uh, we're not going to criticize them. Pfizer, an American company based in New York City, done a fantastic job, in my opinion, coming up with the COVID-19 vaccine in very, very short order. And I think they've done God's work. However, there's a company called Project Veritas. And James O'Keefe is the, uh, uh, is the uh, founder. And they can be pretty aggressive, but what they did is they did an undercover and they had a Pfizer scientist admit that natural immunity is better than the COVID vaccine. So it was a little... Can you define natural immunity? Uh, yes. If you get COVID and you, do, and you survive it, um, you are better immune to it than if somebody gets a, doesn't get it and gets a Pfizer shot or any other, Moderna or Johnson & Johnson yeah, right. or what have you. I don't find that hard to believe, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people do. <laughs> I, I I find it you know very believable. But then you look at L.A. County, who are now saying you are not welcome indoors in many facilities if you don't have a a, a vaccine card. So nobody in America is recognizing natural immunity working, and they're using this as a political leverage and I, I don't like it and I'm going to speak out against it whenever I can. I have taken the vaccine. I believe in it. But if you have natural immunity, you should not be forced to take vaccine if you don't want to. So can't we expect an overreaction in uh, states like uh, California, especially Los Angeles, where everything is overreacted? I mean, <laughs> why should why should they not overreact to vaccine mandates when they overreact to everything else? But again, they're hypocrites. You had a restaurant no being, being shut down, and 100 feet from that restaurant, they're doing a Hollywood movie, and they can eat outdoors, and the restaurant could not uh, function. We are out of time. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow on the this Upfront Program. WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. 9 o'clock at WNRI Woonsocket. News from the Salem Radio Network next.